Welcome to the world of the multi-passionate mind. You already know what a wonderfully weird and extraordinary place this is to live. Now imagine that you can easily decide where to aim your focus and trust yourself enough to finish what you start. Maybe you want to build a business that encompasses everything you love under one umbrella. Or maybe you just want the time freedom to finally start crossing things off your bucket list. I'm your personal hype woman, Jenny O'Connor, and I'm going to show you how to do it all like a boss. If you're an ambitious creative who's ready to make an impact, hit that subscribe button because we are the multi-passionate community that is going to change the world. If growing an audience on social media feels like a slog and you're convinced there has to be a better way, there is. It's email. For every dollar invested in email marketing, you get an average of $42 back. Plus, email reaches an average of 79% of the people you send it to. Instagram, 13.5. Ugh. But a lot of entrepreneurs aren't leveraging this awesome way to grow an engaged audience because they think writing emails is too time-consuming or that they're not good at storytelling. If you've ever thought that yourself, my free guide, Write Better Emails the Easy Way, will change the game and help you craft memorable, money-making newsletters in just minutes a week. Get it now at JennyO'Connor.com forward slash email. Well, hey there, my multi-passionate everything enthusiasts. Jenny here, and you are listening to episode 57 of the show. So I have this theory that because the multi-passionate brain works in a very unique way, nearly all of us are driven to work for ourselves. If only because our constant compulsion to chase after whatever shiny thing happens to be calling us makes it really hard to work for the man and do what somebody else wants us to do day in and day out. Even as the most rule-abiding person on earth, it's distracting almost to the point of being painful to be pulled in a direction that is not the path you're supposed to be working on at any given moment. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You grew up following conventional wisdom, also known as specialist wisdom, about going to school, majoring in one thing, learning to excel at it so you could do it for the rest of your life. Or you did the opposite of that and have kind of felt like you were floating along a bit directionless ever since. But no matter where you are in your career path, you've become recognized as somebody who can do just about anything and who can help a team or organization achieve anything. You have a ton of knowledge, a ton of experience, and you cross-pollinate different concepts and disciplines. You've become a go-to, a Johnny on the spot. People look to you for help. And as a result, you may have been offered a lot of seemingly great opportunities. And because you've never really been clear on a singular direction, you've said yes to all of them. Having a multitude of opportunities land in your lap is a gift, right? Well, maybe. Until you wake up one day and realize that you're neck deep in a career that happened to you, rather than anything you consciously designed for yourself in alignment with who you really are. Is this relatable? If so, this episode is for you, because when it comes to working for ourselves, multi-passionates have a lot of limiting beliefs. For starters, we love too many things. 
How on earth could we possibly choose just one to make a business out of? Secondly, you're probably not really a strong finisher. Most multi-passionates are really great at starting things and jumping into rabbit holes and becoming super obsessed with a topic, but then the enthusiasm wanes and the obsession fizzles out. This can make it really scary to take the plunge and try to start a business around one thing. What if you invest a lot of time and money into something and then wake up one day and it's not fulfilling anymore? This is a very big, very scary, and very real possibility. So I want to tell you about a system I've created for taking your passions and kind of running them through a series of filters until you narrow them down to the one. And believe it or not, you can actually get to one that is the best thing to create a business out of. This is actually what I teach in the multi-passionate master plan, my signature course that takes you from confusion to clarity to career satisfaction in six weeks. So today I'm going to give you a high level overview of the process. And if you want to dig deeper and get really granular with the how of the individual steps, you can sign up to jump on the wait list for that. If you're on the wait list, you get a special offer for 40% off when I open the doors. So stay tuned to the end of the episode and I will tell you how to sign up. So the question most people start with when trying to decide what to start a business around is, what do I have to offer that people need? They ask themselves that question and they try to feel into their hearts. How can I serve the world? Well, that's all well and good as a starting point for some people, but that is not going to cut it at all for multi-passionates. Instead, I want you to imagine a series of sieves or strainers, and each one has a finer and finer mesh. So into the first one, you're going to dump all of the things that you might maybe even just a little bit could possibly have some interest in actually turning into a business. Consider this a brain dump and legitimately wring out every last drop of an idea that is inside of your brain. The point is to capture everything. And I know that that's impossible because new things will be invented that you will ultimately find fascinating along the way. But as best as you can do, make sure that no stone goes unturned. Take a couple days to do this if you need to. Just try not to leave anything out. So now that you've got that list, you've got a massive question to answer. Which of these bazillion passions is going to satisfy me six months from now, three years from now, potentially until I retire? Now, I don't want you to freeze at this point. It is okay to change your mind, to pivot. But ideally, if you do the work now at the beginning, there's less of a likelihood that you will face that probability down the road. So how on earth do you figure out which of these has that magic blend of curiosity and more to learn and likelihood of keeping you fascinated in the long run? Well, this next filter will help you a ton in figuring that out. This is the filter of your personal values. So if you've been in my audience for a while, you know that I talk about values a lot. And that's because I think that until you get clear on what yours are, there are so so many things that you can't do to the best of your ability. Your values give you a compass by which you can chart out the map of your life. And if you are into lifestyle design, AKA creating exactly what you want out of this short time that you have to spend here on earth, your values should literally be the first piece of that puzzle. If you've ever considered yourself indecisive and Hey, 
What multi-passionate hasn't? Your values will help you make a choice that is 100% aligned to who you are without hesitation. Now, be aware that your values can absolutely change as you evolve as a person. So this is an ongoing process and an exercise to come back to and continually assess to make sure that your life as it stands now is still in alignment with your values or that your values are still the same as they were a year ago, five years ago, whatever. There are a ton of different ways to figure out your values. There are quizzes online. Certainly the very first thing that most people are inclined to do is to just Google what values are because sometimes it's even hard to figure out what a value is if this is the first time you're coming across the concept. So folks, Google a list of values. And to me, that just isn't the best method. I think even with a quiz, it's easy to cherry pick the values that you think you should have. They just sound good. They just sound like what your heroes have or what your parents have or your friends have, which does not necessarily mean that they align with you. And I've seen this in action. I was in a coaching program and one of the week's modules had to do with discovering what our values were for ourselves. And our assignment was to go take a quiz. And over 50% of the people who took the quiz, and that's just a modest estimate, were like, I don't like what I got and went back in and took the quiz again and answered the questions differently and just kept tweaking until they liked the results that they got. I'm not sure that's a very accurate way to assess what like your core values, what inside you subconsciously you believe to be the most important aspects of your life and how you move through it. So I have a couple of different exercises that I like to use with my clients that I think go a little bit deeper and kind of tap into your subconscious a little bit more effectively and give you way more accurate results. You are, of course, free to go about this however you want. But if you want to read up some more on values, I have two articles on my blog that I will link to in the show notes that offer these exercises for you to go through on your own time. And if you are willing to trust me, I promise you the payoff will be huge and you will get a really, really accurate assessment of what really matters to you. So once you've shaken your million and one ideas through the values strainer, it's probably easy to see that some of the things that seem fascinating to you aren't in alignment with who you really are. So let me give you an example. Back in my lost and wandering days, when I wanted to work for myself, I had no idea what to do. Someone told me about people who were creating niche websites. So what I mean by that is they would do a bunch of keyword research And they would find keywords that were being searched a lot, but not a ton. Like, so people care about this topic, but it's not flooded. Like keto would not be a good choice or getting six pack abs would not be a good choice. The website that I was looking at as an example was how to do magic, like stage magic. And I believe that the point then was to buy a website, a domain name that actually was like keyword stuffed. So the website was actually called howtodostagemagic.com. And then your task was to write articles for that website that were keyword researched and then keyword stuffed. So search engine optimized so that they would pop up in Google whenever anybody asked a question related to stage magic and then write these articles. And anytime you keyword stuff an article, it sounds like a robot wrote it and link within these articles to products that they could then affiliate for. If you don't know what affiliate marketing is, um, I intend to do an episode on this topic. 
but it's a really great way to make passive income. And it essentially means that if someone clicks on your unique link and then buys the product, you get a commission. So if you affiliate for Amazon, you get like three cents on a purchase, but some like coaches, for example, in the coaching space, some of their affiliate programs will offer you 50% if somebody buys through your unique link. And if programs are going for $3,000, like that's a hefty paycheck, right? So affiliate marketing is a great thing. And these people were taking advantage of that and using it for their, their niche websites. But I realized as I was learning about this, I was super intrigued. I was like, people are actually making money. And I was reading case studies where people were like, literally had quit their day jobs and were just making these niche websites. But at the end of the day, one of my top values is authenticity and integrity. We'll be back after a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Dream Job Academy. Does your job bum you out? Do you long to feel excited to spring out of bed in the morning and energized to tackle work you adore? We all deserve to feel like this. Our time on this planet is short. Shouldn't we all spend it doing the thing that makes us forget to eat and pee? But wait, you say, I'm multi-passionate. I have no idea which of my million passions is the right one to make a business out of. That's exactly why I created the Dream Job Academy. Put your million and one passions through my signature Dream Job Distiller Framework, and you'll get back $1 million idea. Plus, you'll walk away with a 30-day action plan and a foolproof system for creating the next one when it's time to add another passion to your portfolio. If you're ready to love what you do so much that you never work a day in your life, snag the Dream Job Academy self-study course at jennyoconnorcom forward slash dream. And writing about something that I did not care about, like truly had zero interest in, A, would not have kept me interested for very long, and B, didn't feel authentic. Secondly, affiliating for companies and products that I have never used and know nothing about didn't feel aligned with my integrity. So as you can see, even though that was something that did pique my interest for a short time in terms of a way that I could make money from home, ultimately, it didn't align with my values at all. So... Like this is a perfect filter to use because it sort of crosses like 50% of the things off of your list right away. Let's say that you are someone who's really interested in mixology, for example. Like you would love to learn how to make really cool craft cocktails, or maybe you're like into the idea of flair bartending. And so part of you kind of wants to get a bartending job. I know that's working for somebody else, but just bear with me for the point of this example. But also, one of your top values is health and vitality. And you like to get up every morning and run five miles before the rest of the household even gets up. Well, if you get a bartending job that causes you to work late hours and come home and maybe be a little bit tipsy, that's going to completely go against what aligns with your values. And ultimately, it's going to make you miserable. So that's why this is such a good filter for whittling your list down, ideally to like at least 50% of what you started with. So the third filter that you're going to put your now reduced list of ideas through is the filter of your talents and superpowers. So most of us are really bad at knowing what these are. Almost everyone got the message when they were younger that it's not polite to brag. And honestly, we have blurred the lines between celebrating what makes us special and what we're good at and being a braggadocious dick. And I love that I worked the word braggadocious into this episode, by the way. It's such a cool word. Anyway, this is the very reason that so many of us suffer from imposter syndrome, because we are so much more prone to play on repeat the messages of, I suck. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not smart. Who cares what I have to say? I have no unique ideas. 
That feels so much more acceptable amongst polite society and somehow then more believable than anything like, I'm really good at X, Y, and Z. I actually had a best friend who did not suffer from the disease of self-deprecation. And she would all the time, it was like one of her mantras. She'd be like, I'm so good at what I do. And I actually started saying it because who cares? Like when you have done something and you are proud of that thing you have done to say, yeah, that's right. I'm so good at what I do. That's not gross. You're not stepping on anyone else. You're not kicking someone while they're down uh, or, or you know, I mean, unless like read the room. But I think that the more we can say things like that off the cuff in a, in a joking form, you know, oh yeah, I'm so good at what I do. Like the more we should do that. Honestly, the students that have gone through the multi-passionate master plan have said, this is the hardest module just because it takes a shift of thinking to come up with a long list of what makes you awesome. And I don't want you to come up with two things. I want you to come up with a bullet pointed list of the top 25 reasons you're a badass. To help you with this, I'm actually posting a greatest hits episode in the upcoming month. It's probably the most downloaded episode of all time, and it's called Polymath Superpowers. I'm renaming it to Multi-Passionate Superpowers because I think people will resonate with that name a little bit more. But I recommend that you check it out because honestly, it's pretty common for people like us to have learned to see the way our minds work as a problem or something that inhibits our success. We might think we're easily distracted or flaky or noncommittal, or we're used to people talking to us like we're children and saying things like, oh, what are you working on this month? As if we can't ever stick to anything and we lack maturity as a result of that. And again, those tapes play in our heads on repeat until we believe that being a multi-passionate is bad. If you've ever felt this way, that episode will completely shift your mindset. And once you start to see the fact that it is amazing that your brain works in this way and that you are endlessly curious, which is good for like a hundred different reasons, and that you're really good at learning things and that you learn faster than most people... It will open your eyes to see how to see yourself as gifted rather than flawed. Now, mind you, the superpowers I describe in that episode apply to anyone who is a self-described multi-passionate, but it will help you to see things differently so you can apply that lens to what makes you uniquely special. In addition to being multi-passionate, which already makes you amazing, what else makes you you that in turn might help you make a killing in business. So once you're clear on your talents and superpowers, you can further refine your list to only include the money-making ideas that make use of those skill sets. So allow you to utilize your superpowers because anything that allows you to do that, you're going to excel at immediately. Make sense? So filter number four is to ask yourself, What do people want? What will the market actually bear? Notice we don't ask ourselves that question first because we are not the kind of people that can see what the market needs and have that be exclusively what we create a business out of. 
Because if we don't love it and if we aren't good at it and if it doesn't align with our values, it is not sustainable in the long term, even if it is a great idea. But at some point, of course, it's important to ask, what are people willing to pay me for? So that's when we get into applying this fourth filter. And this one requires a little bit of legwork beyond journaling and meditating and getting clear on why you're special. This one requires you to have conversations with actual people in the actual marketplace. So it takes some time and it will definitely take having a lot of conversations with a lot of different people. And it's a lot easier said than done, but it is of critical importance Even once you pick your niche or the umbrella of what your business is going to be about, when you start to create courses or products to sell, you will always need to validate whether or not anyone will give you money for those things before you make them. Otherwise, you might waste a lot of time and money creating something that nobody will buy. So market research is a very multifaceted beast. There are a ton of different ways to do it, many of which are kind of frustrating. So I recommend an approach where you come at it from all angles. And I break down all the steps of how to do this in the course, because it's way too much to get into here. I will tell you that the simplest method that people usually advise for doing market research is to pull your audience on social media. And while that is absolutely one way to do it, and you should, if you don't have a massive audience, don't expect too much. Like two responses does not good market research make. And that's what you're going to get if your audience is small and all you do is one Instagram poll. You will need to be having conversations with people on all of the platforms you're on and in forums and in Facebook groups and at the grocery store. I mean, just kidding. Or maybe I'm not. (laughs) There are a lot of different ways to do this. And I suggest that you do all of them to get the widest swath of useful data. And once you have that, you can narrow your list of ideas down significantly. By now, you should probably only have two or three left that check all of the boxes that align with your values, that are things you're actually good at and have the skill set to teach about or to create products around and that are things that there is a need for in the market that is not yet being met multiple times over and that people are actually willing to buy. So I teach you about how to have those conversations, how to write email blasts about your idea. In fact, once you have your business idea, literally the first thing you should do is start an email list, reaching out to the people who are in your world right now and asking them if what you're interested in making your business around is something they want to learn more about? And if so, would they like to be on your email list? That is market research. So as you can see, you cannot skip over the market research piece, even though for me, it's my least favorite because it's hard, (laughs) but it is doable. And I'm always here to support you if you have questions. So to summarize, you pour all of your ideas through the filter of your values then the filter of your talents and superpowers, then the filter of what the market wants. And hopefully by now you've got the one thing and I can help you get to the one if you still have two or three. But the next step is creating a map to get from point A, which is where you are now, to point Z, you as the owner of a business doing wedding cake artistry and buttercream only, never fondant, or showing people how to read tarot cards, not by the book, but via their intuition 
or teaching confidence and charisma using mythology. The multi-passionate master plan will show you how to break your goal down into the teensiest, tiniest of steps so that it's no longer an overwhelming, insurmountable mountain you have to climb. Now you can literally see every brick in the road, taking you to your end destination. And it is so exciting once you get down to those granular microscopic steps, because for the first time ever, it feels real. And once it's divvied up into two minute steps, you can take one step a day while you work your day job. So you can start to chip away at this lifestyle you want to create for yourself without having to give up your steady paycheck or become homeless or any of those things that may have been scaring you off from starting in the first place. My greatest joy, you guys, is seeing people realize that their dream of being a business owner is attainable and laid out right before their eyes. So in brief, this program comes with six weeks of live coaching calls where you can get all of your questions answered. And this time around, I'm offering a VIP option, which includes three additional one-to-one coaching calls. So if you want to deep dive into your business idea or get more practical tips on how to bring it to fruition, if you need to learn to overcome your limiting beliefs, there will be five VIP spots available as well. So that, my friends, is how to go from a million and one ideas to one damn good one and start the ball rolling on creating time freedom and financial freedom for yourself. All of that is possible for you. It's just a matter of putting in a little bit of work up front so that you can get your roadmap in place and then start to chip away at all the little pieces that go into creating a successful business. So I hope you guys found this helpful. Head on over to jennyoconnorcom forward slash master plan if you want to jump on the wait list. As always, thank you so much for listening. And I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, I would be so grateful if you would rate and review the show. This is the final week of the contest. So if you screenshot your review and share it to social media and tag me at your creative fairy godmother, you will be entered to win a tank top or a t-shirt with my favorite motto on it. Multi-passionate, useful as fuck in a zombie apocalypse. Note, it's AF. It's not as fuck on the shirt, so you don't have to wear profanity out into public if that is not your jam. Useful AF in a zombie apocalypse. It's a super cute shirt. Go to my Instagram and you will see me wearing it. Um, I'm wearing the tank top version, but you can also get a t-shirt version. And they come in men's and women's. So get your reviews in by the end of this week. Also, if you have not yet done so, subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can see me wildly gesticulating while I record these episodes. Until next time, remember, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. Now get on out there and do the thing.